Hello again and welcome to Monty and Mickey, part two of our Avengers Endgame recap episode. It's been a while. Uh, we uh, took some time, wanted to make sure that we saw the movie twice in the theaters and uh, had some time to think about it, kind of digest what was going on. And uh, so now we're going we're gonna to be doing a review. Just for everybody's information in the future, we are actually going to structure the podcast a little bit different. Uh, these these past couple ones have been unique just because they've been reviewed, actual reviews of movies as opposed to uh, just talking about a general topic and then maybe talking about some more, uh, you know, what's going on in the world of pop culture, or, uh, what, what we're seeing uh, as far as news and some other segments. So we'll, we'll have that kind of sprinkled in in future episodes. But uh, for now, uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about Endgame, what our reactions were, what we think are going to be happening in, in the future, maybe some Easter eggs and... Uh, We'll go from there. So, Mickey, you've had a little bit of time now. What, yeah. do, you, what, what do you What do you think? Lots of movie time sucks. Hated yeah. it. Yeah. It was Second time it sucks. No. Didn't last long enough. <laughs> right. Yeah. Could have been another couple hours. Yeah. For a three hour movie. Right. I. I mean, a lot of times you, you're going to be looking at your watch. Right. I didn't do that once. Right. I mean, and there's some times where there's dialogue and stuff, but even that is setting up so much action that it it it, it had everything. And it lived up to the hype for three hours. You're not bored and you want to go see it again immediately. Right. They did an all right job, I guess. Right. And, and I, I totally agree. One of the things that I uh, noticed uh, and especially in, like I said, it's something that you can't, you know, see, that's how you, you know it's a good movie if you can see it multiple times and, and still enjoy it. But what I noticed in the second time and what I kind of knew what was going on in the first time even was that the detail, the level of detail, obviously it's a Marvel movie and they're just, just great at sprinkling in those Easter eggs and references and, uh, you know, really good high quality content that all ties together. Never missing a beat. with Right. They don't, they don't miss an opportunity to provide, you know, really a good, you know, just overall experience. No mistakes or anything. Yeah. But what I did notice in the first time I watched it, because obviously there's a hype, you know, we went to the opening weekend and everything. What I noticed is that I was so concentrated on and rightfully so concentrated on the plot and what was, actually going on in the storyline that I found myself missing some of those details and then mm -hmm. on the second time going back. And so really, I, I feel like it, if you haven't already seen it, obviously, you know, spoilers, there's some things coming ahead. We haven't really, we haven't done any spoilers yet, but just, just, you know, there's, there will be spoilers for this, for this episode, but it really is a movie that is worth seeing a second time for that reason alone. I was able to pick up on so many more details and little things that because I wasn't so focused, because I knew what was going to happen next. I knew it with the plot, how the story was going to go. I was able to pay attention to specific details. Um, just as a, an example, something that probably some people picked up on right away, but I didn't realize that, uh, that they went back in time to three specific times. And the reason why they went back in time, why so uh, uh, it was uh, Black Widow and uh, Hawkeye joined uh, War Machine and Nebula, and they went back to the same year. And because they were able to go to, I think it was Vormir, they were able to go just take a ship to that planet in the same year because the Soul Stone was still on that planet in that year. So there's little, little things like that. Like they didn't go to a different, they didn't go to a fourth year. They went to the same year and then just split up and then went back separately. 
So just little things like that that I noticed kind of as I was going along. And I'm sure you had a, a similar well, I, experience. I actually found myself still getting caught up in the storyline because it is so amazing. <laughs> right. And then I'd hear your voice in my in the back of my head going, no, look at the background. Look in the background. Look at the other stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, there is stuff in the back. I mean, right. that kind of stuff that you can pick up on. So right. I might have to watch it three or four more right. more times. Just yeah. To- yeah, Mickey and I have already we've talked about it. We're we're definitely going to pick it up on you know Blu-ray, DVD, whatever when it when it comes out on video. And it's it feels like one of those movies that you can watch once a year or a couple times a year, and it holds up. And I think I think that'll end up being a pretty normal thing for I've us. I've seen the least. Christmas movies enough now. This is going to be my Christmas. Movie. Right, exactly. I mean, you you know you you watch the same holiday movies every year. You know why? You know this this could be the same a similar thing. Twenty four hours of of <laughs> of Marvel of the Marvel universe just that that I could get on board for that tw- awesome. that Christmas special all 20 all 22 all 23 movies back to back to back like we maybe throw in a Christmas story once in a yeah. while just to shake just it, up. it up yeah. but uh but yeah I I think that it it was it was just a great movie we we both walked out enjoying it we both loved it I think it it held up to the hype as yeah. much hype as there was Right. It's almost impossible to live up to it, and it did very much do. And that rarely happens for me. I know that there's certain times where I'm watching a movie, and I'm like, wow, this is a really good movie. But very rarely am I that hyped, and then it, it, it delivers. And I, and I think they did. there was some things that they you know could have done better, but overall, it was just – it was a great movie. I mean, it, there's already pe- – I mean, people who are Marvel fans, but there's people that are saying this is their favorite movie of all time, full stop, period. Like, not – like, categorizing, like, my favorite – comic book movie or my favorite marvel movie like just this is my favorite movie period by itself uh, let's compare it to shawshank redemption let's compare it to back to the future yeah yeah, people are saying and and i I, you know it's definitely it's hard to just you know say that you're they have one favorite movie but it's definitely top five i i think that this is one of those i mean the just they they did a very good job uh, bringing the story together and tying tying things together, and it's well. a time investment, and you're still saying that, right? And that was the other part of this is that I knew that they did a good job, and they continue to do a good job because when I was walking out of the theater, I, I had mentioned it to you or or to my wife that I'm actually when we we did watch rewatch starting in like December the entire Marvel universe, I got more excited to do another rewatch. Of the of the twenty some movies after the like right after the movie I'm like wow I really like I'm not gonna do it right away but it, it made me excited just because they they touched on so many things that were a part of the rest of the stories and that, your wife had an enthusiastic yes or a, uh, yes, she was Tom, <laughs> that sounds great she was a little she was a little uh, uh, hesitant she's like really you know we we just did this uh but uh no she's a trooper she's good she we we she watched pretty much all of them you know while we were going through it but uh but yeah so we're uh we're just going to kind of break down you know a, a quick uh just a timeline of what happened during the movie and then we're going to kind of go back and forth and just talk about some of the specific things that we thought were kind of interesting or some easter eggs that we noticed overanalyze like we do right exactly the bread and brother bread and brother bread and butter of this uh, podcast. But so uh, movie opens up and you've got Hawkeye uh, on his family, his, his farm, his, his, his land. And it's clear that he's uh, got his uh, GPS tracker on. Um, And to, in the interest of time, I won't go into too many details, but essentially you see his family get snapped. Uh, They then go forward in time 
to uh, uh, Tony and... Back to that, though. You see his daughter hit a bullseye. Right. You think that means anything? Well, she, the first time that they ever used the term Hawkeye was at, in that scene where he called her Hawkeye. Like yeah. it's like a, like a, a you know. Because you've never heard him call that otherwise. Yeah. They only call him Clint Barton Clint mm-hmm. or Clint. And so they never really, I don't even know if they call Black Widow Black Widow either. It's kind of like, yeah, you know true. that she's that character, she's but they don't Nat. in the, yeah, she's Nat. And, and they don't really. So yeah, that, that I think it's that could be foreshadowing an actual uh, movie that maybe her as uh, Hawkeye. She takes on the legacy or? I think so. I think that, I think that would be pretty close to what the comics were doing. Oh, see, so I, I had no idea. I think that's, I think that I'd seen or heard that somewhere that she, she becomes Hawkeye in some, some form, but yeah, exactly that, that, you know, in, we've gotten to the point now where we've got to look at all these lines as possible foreshadowing for well, future movies. Every little step they take means something. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. And so that I, I really enjoy it. It was obviously heartbreaking, but I enjoy, I loved the way that they did that. It was a cold open. It was just, you knew what was going on. You knew exactly where they were. You knew exactly what was going to happen. You knew how it was going to happen, but it was something like Reminder. therapeutic about, being able to see that and see, cause you, you didn't see that in infinity war. You didn't see him, his family get snapped. No. So but it was a reminder that it happened right off the right, bat. Right. And like you say, everything's not always happy. Right. So this is reality and you know, that's what life is and it's okay. Here's another problem or part of the problem. Another reason we have to go and fix whatever's going on. And, and exactly. And that was really, you know, through, through the entire movie up until the part where, and, and where they do time travel, you really see that's the tone of the, the first half of the movie. So you, you is this kind of somber, we're, we're kind of picking ourselves up, we're recovering. Some of us are beating ourselves up, some of us are upset. So Tony and Nebula get saved by Captain Marvel. I'm, I'm going through very quickly through all this, but so they get saved, they come back to the Avengers, um, the headquarters, and then they decide that they're going to go find Thanos in the planet that he's on that he, you know, as they joked around at the retirement home and he, they, they find him because he snapped again and they didn't, they didn't know why, but when they get to him, they find out that he basically reduced the stones to the atomic level, effectively rendering them useless. Uh, he, as he put it, you know, it was too much of a, a temptation and he wanted to, basically remove that temptation for him or any other person that would get the infinity stones. So at that point, uh, you know, Thor cuts his head off, they cut his arm off, cut his head off. And then they jump forward five years and Scott Lang, who has been in the quantum realm this whole time by stroke of luck and probably the way that, you know, Dr. Strange saw it happening, but stroke of luck, a mouse or rat jumps on his car what did you think of that? I thought it was kind of campy and cheesy. I think yeah. that they could have had it better, like if you know Tony found his car in some place, or I think it would have been done a little bit better. But it's still in keeping with the kind of humor that Marvel gives us. And they didn't want to put too much emphasis on how he gets back because it was such a small part of the whole thing. They just right. needed him back, right? Yeah, exactly. And so he comes back. He comes up with, you know, talks about the idea of time travel. Tony and Pepper have a conversation because 
Tony basically figures out how to accurately time travel with a GPS type uh, system. And then he, they, they get together, uh, they grab, they get Thor and they bring him so that they can figure out where they're going to go. They figure out the years that they're going to go. And then they go back to the, they go to back to the future, back to the past. Um, and in the past, they go to 2012, which is the Avengers, I believe 2000. 13 or 14 which was on asgard when asgard before asgard has been blown up and then in i think 2014 or something and basically they're they're going to collect all the stones because it was three in one place then. right there was in in there was three stones in new york in 2012 during the events of the first avengers movie the big battle in new york um so they they're able to get this all of the stones pretty much except for the time stone in which we talked about a little bit earlier off off line off air that loki was able to grab the tesseract in the kind of like shuffle of everything and we're not going to get too far into this but essentially what people believe is that he created an alternate universe or a parallel universe where he still is alive because he used that to travel someplace um and so then they had to go back to the i believe the 70s to get more pin particles get the Tesseract that existed in the S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters at that time, and then they had to come back. Um, in the process, uh, Thor and Rocket are able to get the ether or the, the uh, what stone is that? The, it's not the Mind Stone. What's the one that uh, Natalie Portman, she has? It's like the I don't remember. Mind Soul. It's not Space. Space. No reality. I think it's reality stone. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because it because yeah. the collector got it. That's yeah. Something. So it's reality stone, and and so they get that from her. Um, and in the meantime, Thor grabs his hammer and brings it back to the future, uh, or the present. And Nat and uh, Clint fight on Vormir, and they're basically trying to kill themselves, not the other person, but they want to sacrifice themselves. And ends up that Nat gets. Uh, killed or she dies she, she kills herself to to get the stone and then they come back and uh, by that time uh, there's some things that happen with nebula she's able to get uh, thanos the old nebula finds the new nebula in uh, well, while they're getting the power stone and she messes things up basically thanos comes back yeah, she goes back to thanos about it right right she goes to thanos about it. the old nebula goes to thanos about it they come up with a plan so when they come back to the future, Nebula's got a plan behind their back, the old Nebula, that they're, she's going to bring Thanos and his army. And in the meantime, Hulk, who has gamma radiation poisoning, basically, he comes in and he, he says, I am the best. So they've got all the stones. I'm the best person to do this snap. We know this is a lot of power. We know that it can hurt people. It can damage people. Um, I'm the best person to do this because I have gamma radiation in my body already, and these stones have gamma radiation. He snaps, and what he does is, is basically everybody who died five years earlier is now in present day exactly the way that they were right before the snap. That brings up its own issues, and we can yeah. get into that about That's how many problems yeah, that, that could create. But essentially, he brings everybody back to life that was dead the five years ago. At that time, Thanos comes, he destroys the Avengers headquarters, um, they fight, 
Uh, Captain America, the big the big reveal, the big thing. He's able to wield Molinier, the uh, the hammer, Thor's hammer. And I can never remember the name of that thing. It's yeah, it's a little bit hard to pronounce. Yeah. Um, and uh, so then they are able to get. They, they they do have the, the stones again, but the only way they're going to defeat Thanos and his army is if somebody uses the Infinity Gauntlet. Eventually, uh, Thanos gets it again, but Captain America is able to grab all the stones. Basically, he puts his hand on it, and because it's just because Iron Man tech, he's able to pull all the stones out of the gauntlet, or out of his the, the old Iron Man gauntlet, put it in his hand, he snaps. Spoiler, Iron Man dies. But all of Thanos' army is dusted. Then they have a funeral for him. Uh, Captain America then takes all the stones because the Ancient One said that you're going to have problems if you, you're basically going to have a, a divergent timelines if you don't put the stones back where you got them. They, Captain America's mission then is to go back and do all that, put all the stones back to where they're supposed to be. And he, instead of coming back to regular time, he goes back to the 40s. Lives his life out with Peggy Carter, gets, gets the dance that he was looking for, hands the shield off to Captain America. So what what exactly happened to the stones after Iron Man snapped his fingers? So after he snapped his fingers, so he dies because of the surge. Yeah, yeah. So what they did was they said to Captain America, you are now going to go back to each individual point in time where we took where, the stones. Where are the stones? Are they still there? Yeah, they're still there. They, they had them. He basically got this like briefcase full of stone, okay. the stones. And then he he just went back in time. And if you notice, he actually took the hammer back with him. So I think that was part of it, too, is they were trying to keep that continuity that, okay, Thor's going to need this hammer. So we're going to go back to the year of the Thor to the Dark World, put the hammer back where Thor took it out of the timeline, along with the ether. And then he was supposed to just come back to present day. And he'll still have... He'll and so that timeline Thor will have his hammer yeah. until, you know... Until it gets destroyed later on. Um, that was very quick. There's a lot, a lot to unpack. There's a lot of things to kind of talk about. We're going to talk about the main the main things that we thought were you know interesting. Some Easter eggs, some discussion points, and uh, we're going to try to keep it around an hour again uh, for the podcast time. It go over a little bit, but um, yeah. So we're just going to go back and forth and kind of have an open discussion about the things that we thought were interesting and and uh, as usual. Uh, if I don't say it at the end of the podcast, feel free to email us, montyandmickey at gmail.com. Uh, if you got any questions or you thought of anything that we didn't talk about, uh, we'll try to include it, you know, in the next episode or we'll address it in some way. So I guess kind of start out, Mickey, what was, I guess, what, we, we've got our own list of things that we kind of wanted to talk about that's probably overlapping, but what are some some things that you saw or something that you thought was interesting or just something that you wanted to bring up overall be, uh, as a result of the movie or just in general well, the Marvel Universe? we talked about how you're supposed to act during the movie. And the, when we first, first went and saw it, I, I noticed that I sat, sat next to the loudest laughter in the whole theater, and he was biting his nails like a rat the entire time because he was so nervous. And, you know, I was a little irritated. I was able to concentrate, concentrate on the movie, but... Finally, the dude stands up and apologizes for taking the armrest from me that was wobbling around anyway. And the dude was like three feet taller than me. And I'm like, you are making all these insecure little noises. But yeah, the, anyway, that, that was just addressing the point that you should be, you know, uh, considerate of everybody around you. But 
Right. Otherwise, as far as the movie, I there was a few things I wondered about, like, you know, we talked about Scott Lang coming back so easily. Um, otherwise, the biggest thing I had was, was Loki grabbing the Tesseract, disappearing, right. and never reappearing again. Yeah, and and we had talked about this, and there's a ton of theories about where he actually went, what actually happened. But in in those of you who don't know, and we'll probably do a Disney podcast episode in the future. But essentially, there's a Loki TV series coming out. A lot of people think that he created an, a divergent timeline or an alternate universe, and that TV show could be about that. Um, so yeah, in some weird way. Loki is still alive, but in a separate universe. But it'll be addressed elsewhere. He, the the time stone or the uh, so he used the tesseract, which is the space stone. He didn't travel through time. No, he just traveled through space. So he probably went He's back to Thanos. Else. Basically, that was his whole goal was to get the time or the space stone and bring it back to Thanos. He probably went back to Thanos to give him the space the. The space stone and went on his way and and you know depending on how that all worked out and what they were going to do with that so speaking of him being gone i guess the only other thing i'd like to mention is who's all gone now as you said iron man's gone right black widow dies yes she sacrifices herself yes so those two died in endgame captain america is old so he's right. basically retiring yep vision's been gone since Infinity War. Yes. So they they didn't really. The only mention of Vision is when Wanda comes back, and which I thought was a kind of a cool line. Is she's fighting Thanos, and she goes, "You took everything from me." Yeah. And she goes, he basically is like, "Girl, I don't know who you are. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know who you are." Like because he's you know two thousand whatever Thanos instead of present day Thanos. And she says, so, "Oh, you will." Right. And so they he yeah he's dead, and then Quint that Silver's been gone. Too. Yeah, he's been gone since Age of Ultron. Yep. And so, and that was the distinction that we made in the previous podcast. We wanted to make the point that there's a difference between the people who are snapped and dusted and died and, and the people who died before that event, did. because yeah. none of the people who died before that event, as we know, as far as we know, came back. So they're all, they're Except all dead for Gamora for sure. because of going back to get the stones, but Gamora, Black, Black Widow takes her place, essentially. But it, but it's not, it's not their Gamora. It's, a it's the old Gamora. So she doesn't have That's the true. same uh, benefit of having those last five years or whatever of knowledge. She so she, she doesn't know anything about Star Lord. She doesn't know anything about the galaxy. Like that, I think is going to be a lot of what Ga the Guardians of the Galaxy Three is going to be about. In fact, she's surprised that that's the guy she falls in love with. Right. She jokes around like, "This was my option." This is it. Yeah. So they, yeah, they basically got her. But then they killed Nebula, old Nebula, but new Nebula is still alive. And so there, there's we we've talked about this and like I said off air. But there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of wrinkles to the whole time travel number one and the effects of time travel and also the multiverse and the theories that go along with that. We're not going to get into it too much during this podcast, but there this episode. But there's there's a ton. Of theories and there's a ton of ways that we can go that you can basically talk yourself in circles and so we're just kind of kind of we're we, we're going to acknowledge that that is a thing that's going to be a big part of the marvel universe moving forward but we're not going to get too deep into the weeds with that because it is complicated and it, it it's not it's not a clean canon you know this is what happens and this is why it happens so before we 
get into what you liked most or whatever. Um, the other thing I had to ask was this last movie, this Spider-Man Far From Home, is supposed to kind of wrap up this saga, right? Correct. So as is that what it's going to do then? Or? That is the I, that is what I'm understanding it as being. So we had mentioned, I believe we had mentioned in the previous podcast because it's been that long. We thought that the end game was going to wrap up phase three and the end of the Infinity Saga, which is every, every Marvel movie up to this point. But the directors have since come out and said Spider-Man Far From Home is actually the last movie in Phase 3, and it'll wrap up the Infinity Saga. So they're going to touch on things that probably directly relate to Infinity Stones and multi-universes and time And then time probably travel. somehow bring us into the next saga. Right, too, right. right. I'm, I'm assuming that end credit scene is going to be... It's going to be awesome. It's going to be one of the best end credit scenes in you a think, while. You think that's the only place they'll address the, the future of the MCU? Or? They, no, I think there'll be other things that are sprinkled Without in there, the but movie. I'm excited to see what that end credit scene is going to be because I think it's going to – they. there's no other way. They, they're going to set up they, – they have the beginning of a saga, so there's going to be – there's just a lot of stuff that they can do, and so I think that it's going to be – there's going to be some – I, let's put it this way: at the end of the end credit, at the end of the credits, I think that we're both going to have our out. jaws open, oh. like on the floor, like, like they they mentioned. I don't know, just pick somebody. Now that they got, you know, now that uh, Disney bought uh, the 20th Century Fox, they got the Fantastic Four. They're, they just mentioned the Fantastic. Yeah. They just mentioned the X Men. They, you know, oh my gosh, they talked about I don't know the, Miles Morales from Into the Spider, you know, Spider Verse and the multi universes for Spider Man and. So I think I think that it's going to be something that it's just going to like I said before I can't we I didn't get into this until fairly recently but I can imagine going through and like you know after the first Iron Man you're like wait what there's going to be Avenger you know so I think it's going to be one of those situations where people are going to be like wow like they gave us just enough to know like something's coming but we don't know how it's going to happen so you so. think we should stay for the end of the credits. If you don't, this is a public service announcement for all those <laughs> listening. If you don't stay for the end of the uh, the credits till you're the not very allowed end, to listen to us anymore. If you don't stay till the very end of the Marvel movie credits, uh, you're missing out on approximately half the movie. <laughs> so in kind of half of the next movie. So yeah. just make sure that you do that. Uh, do yourself a favor. Don't leave. Um, even at the end, which there was an end credits for Endgame. Even so, there was still a nice tribute to all the original Avengers. There was that oh, yeah. the Iron Man claiming the you know his, his that was supposed to be like uh, a callback to him being in the the cave and he's clinging on the metal and making his first Iron Man suit. Um, but yeah, uh, anything else you wanted to? I just was with? gonna on that is now every movie I watch I wait till the end of the credits right. before I finally turn it off or walk out of the theater. I actually heard that even like Godzilla had an end credit scene. I think they're probably gonna all start I think, doing that. Yeah, I think it's a good. It, it allows for uh, better storytelling. It allows you know people appreciating the credits and the people who work so hard to make these movies come true. You know? Right, and it, and it's something so simple that to add to a movie that. Well, and really, honestly, like I think we've even mentioned this in one of our other podcasts, the music. They always pick a specific song that's going to make you reflect upon upon what just happened, you know? Like right. when we talked about American Sniper and yep. how it was dead silence. I mean, that end, I like to just sit there and go, oh, and just collect my thoughts and have it all, you know, rush in on me and stuff. Because right. there's a lot going on once it's all kind of gone black. And I know that we even, when we first watched it, we talked about some specific things about the movie and what was going on and what we just saw and, you know, how you know excited we were. 
when I taught, I, I had seen it a second time with some other friends and, and my wife as well. And we talked about it and that gave us an opportunity to kind of, you know, talk through those things and be like, oh yeah, that, you know, that thing happened. Oh, that was really cool. And so that. Well, it's very fresh. Why you right. Just saw it. It, it, it's just like this weird, it adds to the experience. It, you, you feel like it feels like more than a movie. Like you just pop in and watch a movie and leave. Yeah. You know? And so, the music, like you say, I think that music is chosen to to keep you in the mood that the movie's ending on, too, right. you know? So exactly. you just kind of revel in that for a while while you take it all in and let it register, you know? Right. They do they do a good job. I, I think it I think it was great. Um So now what did you think about yeah, it? Did you like I, it? Yeah, right. I loved it. I think I thought it was great. I think I think uh like I said, it'll be something that we watch, you know, at least once or twice a year. I I I noticed, like I said, I noticed some things throughout that that were just really good, just some some awesome moments. So I guess I'll kind of talk about some of those those moments that I thought were awesome. And maybe you guys, you know, please write in and tell us if you guys had similar experiences. But like, for example, uh, during the movie, and this is you know Friday of the opening weekend, uh, when Captain America has Mjolnir come to him and he grabs it. And he looks at Thor and he looks at, at Thanos. There was an audible, like people were actually cheering in the movie theater. Yeah. Oh, loud. When I talked to somebody and, and that, that doesn't happen all the time. I didn't, I don't really, I, I mean, I haven't been to too many movies. Where you cheered. Where you cheered yeah. during a actual movie theater. There was movie. a lot of people that cheered for that. Right. And I that, think a lot of people anticipated it happening. I, and, and it was just such a great moment. It felt like you felt like a part of a community. You felt connected to those people. Well, he's such a lovable, good, decent character that everybody gets right. behind, you know? Exactly. And they, and it's just, so it was, it was just a cool moment. The other time that that happened was when Falcon says to him on your left, which was a direct call back oh, yeah. to winter soldier when he's running around the uh, Washington mall and he's, keeps passing them and he says on your left on your left it was a direct callback to that i just love it when they put those little lines in there but then obviously the the gravity of that situation that as you had said mickey he's just such a likable character everybody knows that his morals his values like he's very grounded in what he believes and why he believes it and you could see that in the first captain america movie and thor kind of in excitement and joy just says I knew it. I knew it. And, I, and that was probably Even he's cheering. Like right. The yeah. The, the entire, the entire movie theater's cheering. He's cheering, you know, and, and what it, it partially was too, is probably that because Thor saw it move, just barely rock on that table during age of Ultron. He probably was like, yeah, he's like, okay, this guy's got something. This guy's, this guy's worthy. And, and, and that was just a cool experience. Like I said, there was a couple times that people cheered, the only like I was talking to somebody at one of our coworkers, and he said that the only other time that he's actually witnessed people cheer in a movie theater was when uh, Episode One, Star Wars: Phantom Menace, when the uh, scroll came, started scrolling the the I, I'm butchering it. What's it called? The the Star Wars scroll, whatever it's called, started coming. You know, Star Wars. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. Like because it's been it was That's so many years. So many years since they had a new Star Wars movie that people were just like so excited to see that, and we'll, we'll definitely get into a Star Wars episode in the future. But that's the level that, that some of these moments they and and what I realized and what I kind of thought, and I was just kind of in awe because 
there was things that were happening in that movie that you're like, this is just if me and Mickey are sitting in a basement and are like, hey, man, what if Captain America got Thor's hammer? Yeah, well, yeah. what if the entire yeah, Marvel Universe, they just decided to fight Thanos all at once, man? Yeah. That guy sitting <laughs> next to me was saying that kind of stuff, and yeah. he was the loudest cheerer, too. Yeah. I was sitting next to that guy the whole time. Yeah, and it, it was just like, basically, your fan theories, your hey, what if this happened, came to life in this movie. Like, the things that, it wasn't like... Biggest fantasies you could watch. You're just like, what if this happened? How about, what if what if somebody else got the Infinity Stone, you know? What if they time travel? All of these things happened, and and it was, Realistic. I mean, think about, look, there was so much packed into the three hours, you know, it, it, we talk about it being a long movie, but for what it was, I'm surprised they were able to get as much story in three hours. Well, and for such an unbelievable story to begin with, with Super Hour superhero powers and all that stuff it was all kind of believable like mm -hmm. oh i could see how that would happen now that i've wrapped my head around this all happening right so they made it understandable which is really yeah. respectable and and that's yeah that's definitely something that we appreciate as fans is when you can you can kind of follow along and it's not just oh just because i said so uh <laughs> but yeah it it was just it was a it's a great experience you 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 got to see some really interesting things that that i I just, I just thoroughly enjoyed. Um, do you have any other, I guess I, we can go back and forth a little bit. Do you have any other, I got some couple, a couple other things that I want to touch on. I want, there's one thing as far as, you know, we're talking about things we like, but I was wondering why Falcon's the one who takes over for Captain America. I mean, he's kind of a lesser known character. You don't know much about him. He just kind of swoops in from out of nowhere. In which movie was that even? He was in uh, Age of Winter Hulk. Soldier. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's right. I mean, so you don't know much about him. He comes along, and all of a sudden, he's going to take over as one of the leaders of the whole Avenger crew. So, so this this issue has been talked about a, a decent amount uh, through different, you know, other podcasts, other people talking about this. Essentially, the way that I was heard it described, and I think, and again, it's it's cool that the directors chime in on these types of things and people ask the question. Yeah. Um, but from what I understand, Bucky is a corruptible character. He's got a very deep and uh, stained past. Uh, we we can't forget he is a sleeper soldier. If somebody was to find the Russian words he or whatever to turn it, yeah. he could be turned on again. I think he blacks out. And right? yeah, he he's a, he's a sleeper cell, sleeper agent. Yeah. He's got enough going on in his life that he's trying to work through the the suppose you know the the murders that he did and some other things. What. Falcon represents is a more along is more along the lines of what Captain America represents. He's he's a he's a ex vet. He's a military guy. His heart's he's, in the right place. No you know, what. right? He's he's got that. You you can see those things that that shined through in Winter Soldier and in the other movies. That he's he's got that character, and that's and that's really I think what Captain America wanted and what. You want in a Captain America? Type. I forgot he was a vet, to be honest with you. So that right that does answer that right there. And what was interesting is that it was another kind of callback to um, Winter Soldier is the fact that in there, there was a therapy group uh, during Endgame where they're talking, you know, sharing their feelings about what what happened in the snap and kind of working through those things, which is great. It's healthy, and I'm glad that they represent that because obviously anything, you know, there's there's other groups and other things that people can go to, to, to get help and, and talk through their issues.
But obviously for half the universe disappearing, you're going to have people that are screwed up and they need to talk through that. Mm -hmm. But what it, what it was very similar to was the way that, uh, the way that uh, Falcon was running his PTSD group in winter soldier with the rest of the vets. And that's where Captain America comes and talks to him. And he's like, Hey, you know, you know, they, you know, we all, you know, we're going through stuff. We all go. And, and that's, that's kind of the same. It's along the same line. So you, you get that, that that type of feeling and there's a brotherhood there for right there's a brotherhood of you know those people yeah yeah exactly the people who served in the military which actually tomorrow is d-day for anybody in the uh, time space continuum nice that is podcast land you're probably going to be listening to this after d-day but yeah. tomorrow is d-day so if anybody has served or you're you know currently serving and you're listening to this great thank you thank you as always yes, for, your service. for your service you 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 guys are the real superheroes. Yes. Um, exactly. So you, you, yeah, you, you see that, that kind of, that, that type of character in Falcon and what on the second viewing, because obviously you don't pick this up in the first time you see Bucky and Captain America kind of exchange looks before he goes back to return the stones. They had talked about it beforehand. Bucky knew what was going to happen. He knew that Steve Rogers with every ounce of his body wanted to be with Peggy wanted to have that he's last thing her throughout the movie. He's yeah. He's thinking about every her. Movie. He's got, he's still got her picture in his, in his, in his watch or in his, or not his watch. It's a, it's a compass. He's still got his picture from, from the first uh, Captain America movie. And they make, they make that line. Like you said, they have references to the past. Movies. Right. They actually say that line where, you're the one taking the stupid out with you, right? That there was a reverse of the line that was happened that happened, yeah, that, that in uh, the first Captain America movie, and so they had had that conversation before. Bucky knew that he was going to pass the the shield on, and so that's what happened. Yeah, at the end, that's what happened. He gives the shield to Falcon. There's also a TV show. So the the three TV shows that we knew know for sure, besides like the regular network shows like Shield and some other things are going on. The three TV shows that they had announced was. Loki and whatever adventures he's on. Uh, WandaVision, which is, we don't know when that takes place, how that takes place. If it's in, you know, a prequel TV or movie uh, or TV show. And then Bucky and Falcon. And so what, or Falcon and Bucky. So what they actually, what I think is going to happen is that Bucky and Falcon is going to be a story of Captain America Falcon. So Captain Falcon or whoever, you know, he could still be called Falcon, but basically Falcon has the the shield and he's now becoming, you know, a bigger part of the Avengers, a bigger part of One that. Of the leaders, yeah. yeah. Which him and Bucky are already friends. They already fought together. So that wouldn't be that big of a, a stretch. Um, but yeah, that that's a good point. Is they we we you kind of get the feeling Bucky and him talked about it. They came to that decision. This was the best outcome because Bucky can be corrupted still. Uh, something that I wanted to mention is something that I in I guess in real time uh, while I was watching it the movie for the first time. So there's the line. So Mark Morgan Stark, uh, Tony Stark's uh, daughter. So in the time in the five years, Tony Stark and Pepper have a daughter named Morgan. And you can see, you know, that, that relationship between that Tony and Morgan and, you know, one of the lines that he says is, you know, I love you tons. 
And she comes back and says, I love you 3000. That line has become, you know, a big calling card for the movie. Now everybody, you know, 20 Stark pictures with I love you 3000 people, you know, hashtagging it, t-shirts, onesies. (laughs) And there's a couple meanings, but I just want to go first of all into what my initial thought was or why that was said or what, what the meaning behind that was. And this is, I, as far as I know, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong or if you've seen this elsewhere, this has not been addressed anywhere else, this this specific reason. But what I thought in the time, and I talked to my wife about this afterwards, is three, uh, so if when he says, when Tony Stark says to Morgan, I love you tons, a ton is 2,000 pounds. So I thought she was saying, I love you 3,000. I love you 1,000 more. Yeah, you know, than than a ton, which is 2,000. She's really good at math. Which I'm sure, I mean, she's got Stark blood in her. She's in in Pepper Potts, obviously, that combination. She's going to go on to do big things. Right. That's that's what I thought that that on for face value, that's what I thought. That never even occurred to me. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's where that meaning came from. Come to find out, there's some other built-in things about I love you 3000 that other people have dug up. But one of the other more compelling things or one of the compelling things is that the entire Marvel uh, phase one through three, the entire infinity saga, if you were to add up all the minutes, it would equal 3000 minutes. The runtime. of Somebody each actually did the math. Yeah. Really? So apparently far from home, like that, that will be, well, we know how long that is now. That that's it actually adds up to three thousand. Now that I, I'm assuming that somebody, you know, I, I, obviously somebody p- figured it out, and they, if the directors talked about it, I don't know. I like the idea that she did some quick math in her head, and she's, she's a Stark, and she did kid, some yeah. like sarcastic, you know. Well, I love you more than that. Like yeah. basically, it was your version when you were growing up when your mom said, "I love you," and you said, "I love you more." Like her version is, "I love you 3,000. Like I'm going to build in a math problem and a little witty comment back to you. And then he because... goes back to Pepper Potts and rubs it in. She only loves you 800. <laughs> right? Yeah, she said about 800. So yeah, that that I thought, and obviously that moment and everything that happened. Uh, we could talk a lot about that relationship. Um, before we get it, was there any point in this movie, now that we're, we're opening it up that, was there any point in this movie where you felt yourself tearing up or at least getting really emotional? You know, it's what? funny. The first time, I there was a couple times I had to fight it back where I'm like yawning or, you know, wiping my eyes because, you mm-hmm. know, they're, they're sweating because it was really warm in there because there's a lot of people. Right. The second time, I was outright crying. Oh, wow. The second time. Okay. I'd already yep. seen all this stuff, yeah, but I'm sitting there with my brother-in-law, and I, I maybe it was because there was like five other people in it because we saw it on Saturday at like 1 o'clock or something. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it hit me harder the second time. Yeah. Because I, I think I was able, like you said, I was more familiar with the storyline. I knew I wasn't going to miss a whole lot as far as that. I think I was reflecting more upon, you know, like family and all that stuff as I right. tend to do when I'm watching a movie, you know. Absolutely. And, and I, yeah, it hit me a little harder. But – how about you? Uh, I, the part I was able to hold it in pretty, for whatever reason. I don't, and I don't know why I didn't think this because I knew people had said somebody's going to die. So I, for whatever reason, I thought, no, Tony's going to survive. Like they're going to somehow come out of this. Like, I don't know why in my back of my head, like he, you know, he's well, probably yeah. wanting to move on himself. As Absolutely. An yes. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Yeah. And, but so up until that point, I'm like, they're going to, they're going to fix him. And even to the point where Pepper says it's going, we're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. That that line was 
meant to say we're going to be okay you can you can pass away now oh, you can I, you can you can rest now yeah i didn't up until, even when she said that line i'm like oh she's saying he's going to be okay yeah. like great yeah he's right he's not gonna go he's not gonna leave us the point where i teared up though or where i really got emotional was when at the end of the after the funeral after after they they uh you know have the ceremony and um which by the way uh <laughs> funny uh as, tom, as any tom, funeral is right yeah funny. well when i when i say this tom tom hiddleston spider-man he was told that that scene was a wedding because they didn't want to spoil anything for him that tony stark dies so he's recording that and i didn't pay attention too close on the second but apparently he's got a big grin on his face because he's supposed to, he thinks he's at a wedding he's all dressed up in his suit and he thinks he's at a wedding I didn't even notice the go- that he had a goofy. I, I don't know if they, he actually did or if that's part of something. This kind of whatever, but, that, but that's yeah. what they said is that they actually told him it was a wedding. He's like, "Who's getting married?" But, anyways, at the end of that, at, there, there's a scene where Friday is is sitting there with her, and she says, and he says to her, "You know, hey, are you hungry? You want to get something oh, to eat?" And yeah. she goes, "Yeah, I'll, I want a cheeseburger. I want a hamburger." And he's, he's she's, and Friday's like. Your dad really liked hamburgers, really liked cheeseburgers. You know, we'll get you as many cheeseburgers as you want. And that that's where I started to really, that's the weight of everything. And Well, you're a new you know, dad. That's right. It, yeah. Being a new, being, a, having a daughter myself, it, it just, you, you, it, it, it was just such an emotional, but it was a good, but it, I mean, yeah, obviously if Tony Stark, if Iron Man doesn't die, that's great. But it, it kind of, the stakes were too high to get out clean. There, there had to be some character deaths it did especially it, since he's the one who right did the final deed and and that i think was just so well done his last line i am iron man which is a direct call back to the first the very first movie. iron man movie where he calls out himself as iron man in front of the press and i want to give props to monty you predicted i mean it maybe wasn't a bold prediction but that either him iron man or captain america would be the one who made the final to kill thanos and be done with it yeah, that's that's kind of what it felt like it was trajecting and 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 looking back on it, I should have been more worried because there was a beautiful scene and people have made already HD images online that you could go find of this where the entire Thanos Thanos and his entire army are in the rubble and facing Captain America. Captain America has his broken shield and he's got his hammer, but he's by himself. He straps up his shield basically to cover up because he's got a cut on his arm actually straps it in to keep you know keep the bleeding down and should keep fighting and you it's just like him thanos's army and then this like ray of light comes down and it's like the like the sun breaks through and it's just on captain america and looking back on that i should have been a lot more scared that captain america was going to die in that moment like there's no reason why he should have survived until you find out you know the 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 rest of the he needs to live his life you know everybody else comes and 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 he's got, yeah, he's got his life to live and he's got other things. So it was, it was just there, those types of moments that were really emotional. They're really well done. And, um, I, I just, I really enjoyed being able to connect on that level. One other part from you that know. final battle scene is, and this is something that your wife and I both noticed the girl power scene mm-hmm. where Captain Marvel shows up and don't worry, she's got help, and there's nothing but women taking over, just flooding the screen. Right, like hello, yeah, here come the females. Right, and I, and that was clearly intentional, and I think yes, it was no a cool, coincidence at all. <laughs> it was a very, it was a cool moment. I think that they 
they and it, it, it was a little cheesy, but it, it was still a good moment. And they they they, they, they kind of gave me goosebumps. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. You you felt something. You yeah. definitely felt. You know, you you got excited. You felt that. And it was it was a cool moment to see all of these characters. And it's just like this, like okay, here's all the women that were a part of the Marvel universe. There's a lot of them, and there was a yeah. ton of them that were you know very key figures in this in this storyline. And I I think that there's a comic book line that is all female. I think they, they get together and there's oh, really? some kind of like group of them that, that fight or something. So that might've been part of what they were referencing or how they were, they're trying to call back to that as well. Sure. Um, yeah, I guess we talked about a lot of this stuff. Um, the storytelling of Marvel, how, how well that they, um, you know, how, how well they, they just convey emotion and, and, and build characters. Um, one of the things that was brought up and I was listening to other podcasts is something interesting just to think about is, and we could maybe talk about this in a, you know, what, what do we think is going to happen in the future? But uh, what did, who did Iron Man will his money to, you know, you see that there's like a check at the beginning of Spider-Man far from home, the the preview. Oh yeah. That he's like, he's got a donation that he's set up. And so, you know, does, you know, Pepper just take all of that, you know, does he kind of like still is philanthropist and like, you know, he's a, billionaire trillionaire he's almost taking spider-man on as a son does some of it go to him yeah yeah does some of it is he take you know and obviously you know there's there's other you know what what could that money go towards what did you know what does that hold for the future um one more thing as far as their relationship and this may be you know like you said thinking about the future of the mcu pepper pop pat potts shows up pots shows up as as one of the characters as one of the superheroes does she play in a role going forward or and is she gone with him does she take on motherhood because he is gone i mean she probably has a huge role with that so maybe she just was there for the final battle i think that she is going to be um a part i don't know that she's going to be like i don't know that she, it'll be as far as getting her own standalone movie but i think that she's going to um, be a factor. Be a factor. Forward. I think there's that rescue that that was her armor is called a rescue armor. Or, you know, and there's there's like uh, there's other Iron Man spinoffs in the comics. So I think I think that we'll see Morgan again. I think that we'll see Pepper again. I think that that I, I can see them being a part of. If not, I don't know that it'll, they'll go as far as have a standalone movie, but I think that they'll be a part of something. I think I could see her. Because that's the other thing, and we'll definitely let's let's just get into it right now. What we think is going to happen in the future, yeah. you know, what what do we see? And there's got to be another Avengers movie down the road, but that might not be for ten years. You know, really, they 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 might develop all of these new characters and kind of and have push them, and then it'll be a new Avengers or Young Avengers or whatever. And you also think there'll be flashback movies, right? I mean, yeah, because Black Widow's. They talked about there. They already said that Black Widow. That's I think they already started filming. Um, so that's going to be coming. Uh, I think there'll be some some flashback movies of just filling in, kind of like what Captain Marvel did, is to fill in the the gaps in in the universe of the things that we don't really, you know, okay, what was going on at this time? Were you disappointed that it was Black Widow and not Hawkeye? That because I mean, she's an attractive woman for one thing. <laughs> um, I don't. I I had mixed emotions. I, I mean, because Hawkeye's a decent character, but he's just not as big a player as Black Widow's going to no, be. No, and and he, you know. Yeah, on one hand, he has a family to go back to. Her family That's was the true. Avengers, so She's he's got to. And they just came back to well, and he didn't know it at that time, but they were going to be coming back to life. 
So he had a family to go back to and take care of. But he also went on a killing spree and killed basically every mafia in the major continents of the world. Is that so? Is that a reference to Ronan? Yes, that's who he, that's who he becomes. So okay. he's now he is Ronan. He, he already is. Yes, okay. that's that's kind of. I think that he made that full transition. So if I would I would assume that in the future going forward, if they had a Hawkeye character, it would be his daughter, is what I would assume. As you mentioned before, and he would be Ronan. Yeah. But I don't see him going back to that lifestyle clearly because his family's, you know, around now. Yeah. So yeah. there's, you know, that to, to unpack. So um, I, I'm not to interrupt, but as far as other future characters, Ghost from Ant Man, mm. is that someone that could ever show their fa- her face again? Well, you've got yeah. I think that I think that they're going to try to keep with the three movie, the trilogy kind of sequence where you had the three Iron Man movies, three Captain Ant-Man America, three. Thor's. So I think there'll be a third Ant-Man. I think there'll be a third Spider-Man eventually. There'll be obviously a third Guardians of the Galaxy. And so I could see those characters possibly creeping up again. Um, Just in those movies, though, you don't think Ghost would be. I I don't know. I could be. It could be wrong. She she kind of lost her whatever her ability. That is true, right? She did lose it then, and that was the whole point. If she was trying, she just wanted to be human. She wanted to be normal. Yeah. So 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 it's completely gone. Then we can assume that. I would assume, yeah. Unless unless she comes back in some capacity as like a scientist or working with them on something else. Okay. Um, but yeah. So as far as the future goes, there's so much. We're not, as we mentioned, we are not going to get into the multiverse theory and the time traveling, but what they opened up, the can of worms that they opened up was immense in terms of the possibilities that a multi-universe creates uh, for storylines and, and what could happen is in time travel. And the, those possibilities, I mean, you've got so many you know, parallel timelines, alternate timelines where the Avengers actually lost in New York or, you know, there's so many things that could happen that would, that would create new, new movies and new storylines. And that is what is just exciting because you look at this movie and you think, Oh man, the ending of an era, the ending of, you know, the end game. And what you come out of the movie realizing is, Oh my God, God, they have so much more that they can build on. Oh. There's, they could be doing this for another thirty years. There's so much, like, they, they, it never was like, oh well, that's the wrap it up of the story. Like, there's so much more. Like, there's more as a result of it, right? You, you created this was a more, and yet there's more going forward than there was to begin. With. You created more content. You created more theories. I mean, uh, there's, a, there's a pretty good theory out there that, and I would like to see this is because eventually because they bought uh, 20th Century Fox, X-Men and Fantastic Four will be introduced into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and and Deadpool. And Deadpool. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Deadpool. Um, but one of the things that people are theorizing is that possibly because of the couple snaps that happened, that actually created a mutant gene that could create the, the mutants, the X-Men. And so that going forward, that could be a That's direct how. result okay. of this, you know, of what, what happened. So I'd like to see that storyline kind of develop. I'd like to see an X-Men, they're going to them reboot the X-Men and, and have that and a new Wolverine and a new, you know, all those characters and, and see, see how that, you know, folds into the rest of the Marvel universe, the fantastic four. Um, yeah. Deadpool, how, you know, I, I, it will be interesting because now we know that that's a possibility because they have the license we'll be able to see those characters interact just like they really did in the, the comic books. I mean, those, yeah. those characters weren't separate. They, they, they crossed paths. They were, they were in, they did life together 
in the comic book. And as masterful as the Russo brothers are to see how they introduce them and, and, and right. associate them is going to be pretty amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to yeah see how that that works. Um, so just a couple, we we might have talked about some of these. Uh, just a couple Easter eggs uh, to go over. Um, there was a couple cameos. Uh, one of the Russo brothers was in that therapy, that group therapy session. Oh, yeah. That was actually one of them. Um, the new Asgard is actually the the town that they showed in the first Thor movie that the Tesseract was originally hidden for thousands of years. That town is actually the town that the Tesseract was hidden in that What's-His-Face went and got, uh, where Red Skull went and took it at the beginning of Captain America. That's actually the city that they went, they go to to develop new Asgard, that coastal city in Norway or whatever. And we can assume Thor's a guardian of the galaxy now, right? Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be hanging out with the guardians, and then Valkyrie's gonna be the new king or queen, the new leader of of Asgard, of New Asgard. Yeah. And you mentioned Red Skull. What happened to him? So he was he's still on Vormir. He's, he's the keeper of then. that. Yeah, he's, he's he there. exists. He's in it, and that was something that I thought was kind of interesting that people theorized is like. Can you imagine that interaction between Captain America and Red Skull when he goes to return the Soul Stone and he's like, oh, hey, buddy, haven't seen you since Captain America, the first Avenger. How you doing? It's been a while. Yeah. So you don't that, look yeah, so that, you know, that, I thought that was a cool, you know, they, they went back to that city and that was, I think that was even where Thor's dad supposedly died, you know, that they, they went to that, oh, that yeah. location. Um, oh, uh. So Korg, we see Korg and Meek, which are honestly some of my favorite characters. There's so many good characters, but those guys are hilarious. He's actually wearing, so Taika Wakiki, Watiti, he's actually the, yeah, he's the director of uh, Thor Ragnarok. So that was the first time Korg and Meek were introduced. He actually has like some interview or something. There's something that he's famously wearing a pineapple t-shirt. Korg is wearing that same t-shirt during Avengers Endgame. So I thought that was kind of a, a cool. And, and I like Fat Thor representing us. Yeah. Middle-aged men. You know, for all you kids out there that thought that, you know, someday maybe you'll have the body of a God, just hey, this movie proves. You can be fat and still be a God. You can, you, and, and I want to just touch base on the fact that I love that they did it that way. Thor didn't all of a sudden lose all his yeah, fat as soon as he, that, as soon yeah. as he hit the lightning and he wasn't weak because of that. He was still strong. He was still fighter. He was still good at what he was Powerful doing. Powerful fat. He was just, he just let himself go and, you know, was yelling at Noob Master 69 on his weekend. Not just good muscle. Right, right. A keg instead of a six pack. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, Big Lebowski. That was kind of fun that they, they you know, I mean, Maybe Iron Man story. always has great one liners, but Big Lebowski refers to Rocket as, you know, I thought you were a build a bear up until this point, yeah. you know, th those types of things. Um, I thought it was really cool when they go back to the 70s and you see the Ant-Man um, helmet from the comics like that. That's oh, yeah. the old Ant-Man helmet. Yeah, that was really cool. That whole scene. I love that. You know, talking to Jarvis, which actually was the voice of Jarvis. I loved the fact and they, that they, they mentioned that. that that Jarvis was named after Tony's childhood butler. Yes, so I, I love I love that. I love that they were able to tie that in. Um, let's see, what else? The one you know, you, you know, on your left, you know that I am Iron Man. We talked about that one. I have one confusing question. 
which is ironic because usually I have a lot of those, but Hulk can only exist if he's angry. So I know he's figured out because he's a, a scientist with a, you know, very well-working brain. How is he able to be smart Hulk? The anger isn't obviously there. So why is that possible? So when it came to Hulk, uh, basically the way that I understood it is what, what he, and he kind of he mentioned a little bit when they were eating at that restaurant is essentially during the five years in between uh, them getting back or Tony and Nebula getting back and um, them doing the time travel, Hulk spends uh, his time, Bruce Banner take, takes his time and spends his, spends a lot of time in the, um, the gamma radiation lab. So don't know, they, they kind of breeze through this. And I, I think there was a lot of things that they kind of just touched on so that you knew what was going on, but they didn't get into too much detail because the movie would have been a lot longer. And there was, it was enough, but it didn't, you didn't, you know, you still had some questions. Essentially, he, from what I understand, he was dousing himself with a bunch of gamma radiation. And as a result of that, he was able to, excuse me, fully be the Hulk physically. So anger isn't necessarily part of the equation. He's permanently in that physical form. His mind. He was experimenting, trying to get there. Yeah, he was trying to figure out the best way to balance those. Because he mentions why, why fight that thing why not use that as a as a right that he he used to think of him as a the problem and he should think of it as a solution yeah and and so that so that came into play and and it was it was interesting to see that um because and it was it was a reference to professor hulk i believe in the comics is there's a character that is it's him basically Mm -hmm. as the Hulk full-time but has the mental capacity smart hulk you know um uh, Tony talks about his his dream in Ultron, his his vision that he has, and I, that really it's cool because everybody's been talking about that anyways. Like, not in the movies, people have been talking about that that dream since it came out. What does that mean? What does it mean for the future? And so it was cool that he actually addressed it because he didn't talk to any of the other characters that he had that dream that he saw everybody die and that there was this whole thing happening and. So he kind of walks through that. And I, I thought that was that was pretty unique. It was in some ways it wasn't. It, it by no means was breaking the fourth wall, but it was in a way breaking like the third wall or the you know fourth wall because he was he was addressing something that we have been talking about as, as fans. fans of like, what does this mean? Is this foreshadowing? Where is this foreshadowing? Maybe this has already happened. Almost you like know. a question and answer. Oh, by the way, for you people who have been thinking about this. Right. They did a good job. Um you know, they, the, the directors do a good job of taking care of the fans and listening to the fans and addressing those things. So many ways in that movie. That right. They cover that stuff. That they, the little, and yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a pleasure to be able to, to enjoy that movie and, and be a part of that. Have a lot of your questions answered and everything. Absolutely. Um, they talked about, you know, don't take all the stupid or, you know, don't do anything stupid when I come back. How can I, you taking all the stupid with you. That was the exact reverse line of what was said in first Captain America um, there is a comic book uh, cover or panel of the Hulk holding up a bunch of like a, a building or like a, a cliff or rock or something. So that was like kind of a directly tied into him holding up the building while everybody got away safely. No. Um, yeah. So those are some of the, the major highlights or uh, Easter eggs. Was there anything else that you saw as far as Easter eggs go that Not you thought were, I think we covered pretty much 
Well, and if you've seen any, of, there's a lot of them out there. We haven't covered everything. Um, the, I, I thought it was kind of cool that they they reference different time travel movies and they talk about the rules of time travel and how that works. And uh, like I said, we could spend a whole podcast on just how time travel works. They mentioned Back to the Future by name, don't they? They mentioned Back to the Future by name because Ant Man is spitballing ideas when they go to talk oh, to Tony yeah, and he goes, "We'll just." He's, we'll, we'll just follow all the time travel rules, you know? We, we won't talk to our past selves. We won't yeah. we won't bet on anything. Yeah, we won't take any almanacs back. And he's like, and Tony looks at him and goes, are you seriously basing your knowledge of time travel on Back to the Future? Well, uh, yeah, I guess I really am. And he's like, it doesn't work like that. You can't impact the future by going to the past. So that, that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, I guess that was kind of, that's kind of it. That's all I've got. Uh, you yeah, got we covered else? everything. I had a lot of questions, but somehow we covered them in some way or another. And if and if anybody, we're gonna we're gonna try to get this out. And if you're obviously listening to this right now, you've you've found the 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 channel that you were able to, you know, iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher or whatever. You've been able to find it. We're gonna we're gonna try to post this someplace that people can can click on the link and, and get to this uh, podcast a little bit easier uh, in the next upcoming weeks. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess future of the podcast, we're looking at a couple different ideas as far as uh, what we want to do uh, for uh, future episode topics. We're thinking something that most people have listened to. And if you're listening to this, and you're like Tom and, you know, Mickey, you know, you guys, Monty and, Monty and Mickey, you guys, name is Monty. you guys have covered the Avengers movies, but I haven't seen a single one. Like, why do I care? You know, I haven't watched all 22 movies. I barely know can keep up. We will be covering other uh, We're geeks topics. in so many ways. There's so many other areas that we like to be geeks with. So. We want to, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have, uh, you know, a subject that is relatable to, to most people. Star Wars, Back to the Future. Collectibles. Uh, collectibles, yeah. TV. Uh, TV shows, pop. Stranger Things, Game Game of Thrones, Walking Dead. Walking we'll, Dead we'll, yeah. we'll try to we'll try to cover those those in future podcast episodes. Uh, but a lot of pop culture stuff. That's what we're yeah about. we're gonna we're gonna try to yeah relate that. Um, but if you have any suggestions, like I said, feel free Monty M O N T Y A N D M I C K E Y at gmail.com. Please. Uh, email questions, fan theories, anything else, even if it's a past episode that you listen to and you want to, we, we'll, we'll try to include it in the next episode or as part of a segment in, in an additional episode. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's all I got for today. Any, anything else, Mickey, or no, pretty, I think we pretty much, we pretty much wrapped it up. So, uh, yeah. Uh, thanks again, guys for listening. Getting old is mandatory, but growing up is optional. Thanks guys. What's going on?